Hi, my name is Tracy G and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality and a world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today, and it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly so it becomes better understood by all and provide tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Hello, happy hump day. Hi, happy hump day. First time. Yes, we've recorded on a Wednesday. Actually, recording on a hump day. So, actually, recording on a hump day. Oh my god! Nice, nice. How are you being? Oh, it's been a busy few weeks. Yes, a bit intense, but over the hump now. So, (laughs) it's good. It's been good. No, it's been fun. (laughs) We're celebrating your birthday, hey? Yes, quite a few times. And actually, there is more celebrations to come because we're going out on Saturday as well. So, The Festival of Mino. Mm, indeed. So that will be nice. And then actually Monday, meeting up with other friends. Yes, it just keeps, keeps coming, doesn't it? Plus, it's closer to Christmas. So everybody uses that as an excuse to be like, oh, let's catch up, which is a good excuse. You know, it's yeah. a good reason to do it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it's good to make an excuse. You shouldn't have to, but it's good if it makes means you get to connect with your friends. Yeah, no, definitely. It's just one of these things because otherwise we keep going, you know, people, well, most of the time you're like, oh, yes, we will, we will, and then it doesn't really happen. And it doesn't happen. But Christmas sets like a deadline. It's like, oh, we have to do it before Christmas, you know. So. Yeah, like the end of the year, like, oh, it's terrible. I actually caught up literally for 20 minutes with someone on Tuesday. 20 minutes because it was like a coffee a morning coffee and kind of you know they're at work I'm at work and we're just oh let's just grab a coffee together yeah but I hadn't seen her in months and it was just that's all we could manage other than nothing I do know what was really lovely today Mm. someone who I don't know sorry I think I saw it I think I saw her in maybe August Mm. Or July was the last time, July, August, since I've seen her. And she just rang me out the blue today going, oh, I just wanted to ring you, let you know I'm thinking about you. It'd be good to catch up soon. But she could literally only speak to me for a few minutes just to Mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. And that we could catch up. But we didn't arrange a catch up because I'm going away, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to the UK to visit my family. Yay. That would be awesome. That would be mega. Mm -hmm. So really looking forward to it and possibly record the and uh, some episodes there. 
Not yeah. With, but with our new, my new co-host. Ooh. Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. So we've got some interesting stories. Um, I can't remember. Am I kicking off? I can't yeah, remember. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, All right, I'll kick off so that it's in orderly fashion. Yes. <laughs> sure. All right. So we have some stories. And I really love this story because I just could never imagine anybody doing it or any country doing it. So it's a story and it's, it was all over the world, global story about Iceland and women in Iceland doing a full day's women's strike. And apparently they've done it before. And the headline in The Guardian was Iceland, Iceland PM joins crowd of 100,000 for full day women's strike. And why are they striking? Well, um, for gender equality, mm. essentially. And even the prime minister was there, obviously, and she says she wants to achieve full gender equality by 2030. And so she joined the 100,000 women and non-binary people in, in an all-day strike, the biggest protest the country has ever seen. That is massive, though, isn't it? Wow, yeah, exactly. That it's is massive. A pretty big deal. And then the Prime Minister speaking outside of their office, Katrine Jakobsdottir, I could not say her name, but let's just say that's how you say it, said the world was dragging its feet on gender equality, but that Iceland was doing its best to deal with huge issues around the gender pay gap, gender-based violence and sexual harassment. Mm. She told The Guardian, my dream is that we will do that, achieve full gender equality before 2030, but I know it will take a lot of effort. And actually, you know, they've made a lot of changes to the legislation and, you know, she's in the mm. position, she's the PM to do that. Mm. And she's hoping that will move the, them forward. But, you know, they are one of the best countries for ge for gender equality in the world. Yeah. Better than Australia. Yeah. Citing the UN es estimates that at the current pace of progress, it will take 300 years to achieve gender equality. Oh, which oh. is insane, right? When you think about it, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. Mm. Yeah. So 100,000 people attended... That's more than a quarter of the nation's total population. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that would be like, what, five, six million people in Australia yeah. protesting at once. Mm. And obviously the action caused widespread disruption across the country. Mm. Schools and kindergartens closed across Iceland. And only one bank staying open. Mm. It's a must. So the, the wage gap, the, the protesters... We're calling for the country's wage gap to be closed. So women on average earn 21% less than men in 2022, mm. according to the statistics. Yeah. And for an end to gender-based and sexual violence, which affects 40% of women in Iceland during their lifetimes. Yes. Which is mental. In yeah. other towns in Iceland, thousands of women took part under the slogan, and I won't say it because it's in, where is this? Icelandish. What's, I don't know how to say Icelandish? I think so. What's the language in Iceland, Icelandish? Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. But let's try and butcher the pronunciation. 
Kalaru peta jafneti, and I probably got that wrong, which means you call this equality as a question. Mm. But what they also say is they has another strike. There was a fall. They've done this before in 1975, which had the energy of a huge music festival at the time. So in, in 1975, there was a strike to change, you know, by women again. And they established a women's political party, the Women's Alliance, and the election of the first world's first female elected president of the country. Mm. And then, yeah, the world, did, and she says the world saw Iceland as a world leader for gender equality. But there's still huge issues dealing with the gender pay gap, gender-based violence, sexual violence and harassment. But she says the government was committed. Wow. And apparently that's the seventh strike, but the first all-day strike of its kind since 1975, when 90% of Iceland's women took a day off with results that resonated for years. I bet it did. That would really have an impact. How do you think that would work here? Oh, jeez. I think the country would come to a halt if 90% of the women decided to walk off the job. Yeah. Totally. Clinical research would be done, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it would be almost like 90% of clinical research done. Yeah, we're just joking because in the industry yeah. that I'm heavily involved in, mm. uh, there's a lot of women, especially at the, the lower levels, yeah. The base of the workhorse, workhorse of the, you know, the organisation. But it would be the same for hospitals because I think the majority of the nurses are women. female. So Yeah. Um, and, maybe, and maybe half the doctors are female. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know if it's half, but yeah. Yeah. And doctors. yeah. But you know what? I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm. I was thinking, well, what would happen if it was the other way around if the men did the strike? It would still yes. have a massive impact. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it would. Because so it's yeah. not about that, though. It's about mm. so many people being affected and, you know, standing up for that, for just social justice, basically. Mm. Mm. It would be amazing if the men and women went on strike. That would be even better. Hey, the women went on strike and the men that supported them also went on strike. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be impressive that would be impressive the strike covered paid and unpaid work so work stay-at-home mums went on strike leaving oh. fathers to take sole responsibility of domestic duties and childcare. well like some fathers some fathers like to say you babysit for the day i know it's hilarious <laughs> businesses and services meanwhile were forced to make do with male staff or clothes Oh, and then one restaurant tried to make light of the situation by bringing in male celebrities to work as waiters. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, anything else you want to say? What do you think? I mean, to be honest, for most people, that whole gender pay gap is so controversial, right? Especially if you're following people like Jordan Peterson. But even if you didn't agree, even if you didn't agree with the gender pay gap and whatever, the gender violence stuff that genuinely can't be denied especially in australia you can't deny it. oh somebody a lady was just well we know how often it's like it's yeah many, once a week too, once like, a week it's too much once a week. and it's not harassment at that level like it's like death murdered yes yeah. one woman a week is being murdered and that's just yeah that's not okay you so, can't deny that but what does he say that pizza and guy what's his 
argument. I can't remember. Well, his argument for the gender pay gap is basically it's the roles you choose. Women are choosing roles that are underpaid as opposed to being underpaid. And that's, you know, healthcare and things like that and teaching and, and childcare and, you know, whatever. Female dominated industries are generally underpaid or whatever you're choosing to be underpaid. And if you are in, in a management position and you're underpaid, it's because you don't have as much experience or whatever. I can't quite remember about that. What he was oh, that's saying. not true. I mean, part I, there is some truth to what he's saying, I think. Yeah. But then what, but then... You get paid what is valued gets paid. Mm. So, and you might say, well, what makes profits and then businesses money gets paid. And that's true. Um, so that drives, you know, kind of salaries, but there's also supply and demand. There's so many factors. I think there is an element of what he's saying is true, but I don't, that's not the whole picture. Yeah, exactly. That's not the um, whole pie. And I do believe there might be some, I think there is industries that are underpaid. And whether they're female dominated, male, you know, but there are industries like we've realized during COVID, you know, that healthcare and cleaning services and teachers and all of these guys, you know, that are so vital are so underpaid. So it might actually be just a, you know, a, a money situation as opposed to a gender situation. But mm. it might mm. be quite possible. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think much has changed because things like, you know, the government is saying that they can't afford increases. I mean, even New South Wales Health took, it was only, what, a month ago that they finally agreed on, on what the pay raise rise would be. Um, and they asked people to choose instead of getting the percentage to get a amount. Because if it was a percentage, obviously people within health who earn more would get a, a higher raise. And so they were they were told that the argument was oh if you want to if you want to help your colleagues choose the choose the the full amount and it's like it, it comes back to like people in healthcare you have to help your colleagues you have to not take a percentage and you have to when it's just like right. yeah there are some industries yeah. across the board that are generally paid lower and there are but I just yeah that that guy he makes some good points but it's not the entire picture anyway so yeah it's a problem everywhere and just I wonder I'd love that great if they did that here mm. I think and then and, you know it says says here there's a preschool teacher who joined the war with her colleague and her boss the preschool was closed but two male employees were at work with tasks to do and she says it's important for women to stick together she said we have a say we have a saying in Iceland and then she goes to say the same, which means women are best for women. In a profession which is dominated by women, she said wages are low and fight for more respect for teachers. But it is what we value gets mm. higher money, mm. doesn't it? True. Yeah, but there are, like, depends on some industries, right? Because I mm. feel like, is it the US I'm quoting? Or is it Australia? Like firefighters are generally not paid very high either. Firefighters are not paid very much. Yeah, no. and ambulance, you know, staff and and even police men and women, right? So there are industries that are a little bit more male dominated that are also. Not but paid they're all government. Yes. 
Yeah, it's government, yeah. government. But even you look out private, some massive discrepancy mm-hmm. in the pay, and it's not, it's not necessarily experience or. Yes, but there's just there's a lot there's a lot of factors. But well, anyway. private is all about how well you can negotiate, right? There's that element as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that yeah. But there's I- also that perception that. And then he says, well, and then even in the cases where he's saying that women might not have had so much experience, it's hard to get the experience when there's some biases playing in play. Yeah. So um, it's it's a complicated web, but there's enough research to show that gender specific askew, and there's yeah. and there's a few reasons, and, and a lot of them are problems that we need, systemic problems that need to be worked on. Yeah. I must say, I, I think I was watching the reboot of Sex and the City the other day. Oh, I hate watch that thing. It's so horrible. What? Uh, Do you not like Sex and the City? The reboot. The the new Sex and the City. Oh, I haven't seen oh, it. Yes. Oh, no, don't. It's not great. But anyway, in that show, Miranda is talking to one of the other women who's just been on maternity leave, and I think she's come back after eight weeks or something stupid. Like eight They do in America. No, but she said, you know, when they were having that conversation, she said, oh, God, I was crazy. I can't believe, you know, like basically that she was so glad that she came back to work. And she said to Miranda, oh, how long did you take? And Miranda said 12 weeks as opposed to the eight weeks or something. And Miranda was like, I nearly went mental. And I'm just like, that's so, yeah, that's so crazy to think that in the US they're just like, Eight weeks is enough. You've just popped out a baby and you can come back to work now. But yeah, sometimes you don't know your blind spots. And, you know, yeah, but that's the thing. Isn't it interesting what societal norms become acceptable? Yeah. That's one. I think in the UK it's only three or 12 weeks as well. That's mm. typical. Yeah. It's here where in Australia you get like one year, two years, nine months, I'd say would probably be like a normal yeah, so yeah, I don't think you always get, depending on the institution, the universities are fantastic, they, but depending on the institution, but it's actually normal. Even if your your company only pays you like three months or whatever, whatever is the standard, I don't know. But for you to take that full year, like nobody actually puts you under pressure. Like it's actually normal to take a year. And anybody who comes back, because I've actually known someone who came back in like, 12 weeks and everybody was like we were almost like no you can't do that <laughs> we were telling them no you can't do that they were like insisting no I can and I want to yeah well this is the thing it's having the choice because to be fair some people just don't have that choice to take that much time mm. so yeah anyway interesting what becomes a norm and I just I just focus on choice really like what is yeah. best for the those people the family and yeah because we were wrong in that way because we were like oh she's gonna come back and she's gonna not like it and you know go back to maternity leave but she liked it she was fine she came back after 12 weeks and she was great so like you said it's all choice it's all choice and also giving the men choice too because Mm. there's that norm that it's a women's job and of course men can't breastfeed but have you heard of breast pumping breast milk pumping and Mm. using a bottle like Men can actually do those things if they work it out. It's not like, oh, I need to get some of my nerves. But again, choice, but making it acceptable for men to take a 
bigger role and also to take leave, parental leave and things like that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So many things. We if, do you think we'd rule the if we ruled the world, we solve the problem? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Short answer. Short mm-hmm. answer. So that yeah, anyway, that's the story. I was impressed. I think we should do it here. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'd go if you organized it. <laughs> if I organize a you know yeah. a nationwide yeah. strike. Yeah. <laughs> Too much? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um, Okay, I have a BBC News story, and the headline reads, Japan's top court says trans sterilization requirement is unconstitutional. So first things first, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, so. let me just clarify. This is, they required the ster- trans people to be sterilized? So Japan's Supreme Court has ruled that it is unconstitutional to require citizens to be sterilized before they can officially change genders. Right. So to yeah. change gender, you have to be sterilized. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I did not know that that was a thing. So, I mean, what if you change gender? I mean, maybe this is in the, the story. But what if you change gender but didn't physically change? Like what if you just took hormones? Then you wouldn't be prescribed hormones because they won't let you. You know, the doctors are not going to give you the prescriptions if you don't and what is even more surprising gonna blow your mind japan is one of 18 countries that mandates sterilization surgery a requirement that has been also opposed by the world health organization and it is also the only group of um, the g7 nation that does not legally recognize the same-sex unions but all right so let me get this straight Japan plus another 17 countries um, force people to be sterilized Mm. in order before they can change gender. Yes. And they're one of the only G7 countries that hasn't got, has, is still illegal for same sex marriage. Yes, exactly. And I did read somewhere one of the opposing. It, obviously, this is a result of years of um, advocacy and litigation to remove this abusive requirement. And I can't find which paragraph it says. How have I lost it? Anyway, but basically they were saying that some people were opposing it because they think morally it's a little bit strange for someone to have kids if they're, Mom. you know. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was weird. I'm, I'm saying it weird, but... I wonder. I was trying to think. What's the rationale? There was that that situation in in America, wasn't there, where the woman had become a man mm. and had, was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I mean, it's unusual, but oh, here we you, go. Oh, if you found it. Go. Yeah. So it says, but some grow, uh, groups opposed to the law being changed had argued that if people were allowed to change their registered gender without surgery, it would result in women feeling unsafe. They also argued that it could cause legal confusion. How would women feel unsafe? Help me understand. Because yeah, that's what I didn't. Is it because to be the, honestly, I can't think of anything other than. A man's in the delivery room next to you, and you and just the fact that he's a man makes you feel unsafe, which because, is silly because then you never leave your house. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out: are they saying that? Are they saying that 
they might date someone who who is a man, but you know, at birth was a female. And that how yeah, how would they then feel unsafe? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't understand how that what they mean by that. It just doesn't yeah, because, elaborate, does it? Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense because it's like if they were female to begin with and then became male and now a male in a date a woman like are they saying they're unsafe because they can't be impregnated because i suppose i don't think that kind of surgery exists anyway it's it is very strange but forced sterilization is barbaric in whatever form it is in because it has been happening in history to groups of people of colour and things like that as well. Or and Indigenous I, populations and all sorts. Like, yeah. So I think it's barbaric and should be changed. Um, I wonder which other 17 countries are included. Yeah, mandate that. Yeah, me too. I'd be interested to know that because I had no idea that that was a thing because to me it just seems incomprehensible that that would be allowed mm. in any country. But, I mean, I guess there's some countries. Yes. I still don't understand the rationale. It doesn't make sense to me about safety and legal. Well, they can work out the legal stuff. It's not that complicated, I'm sure. They just need to look at what other countries are doing. Ooh. But I don't get the safety. And, like, you know what interests me as well? Where do they even get these? It's just like they make up – they have a fear, but it's not proven anywhere. You know, it's not a realised fear anywhere else where they do, don't do that. Mm. Anyway, it's crazy. Sorry, is there any more? So they've made it, they have changed the law now? Yes, they have said it's unconstitutional to do that. So they've said that the family, so it did just so, it did go to the family court and whatever courts in between the family court and the Supreme Court, high court, right, went to the family court and then the high court before, you know, it, and both were denied, obviously, and then they, they've they gone to the Supreme Court. And they've said that the, it violates Article 13 of the Constitution that stipulates all people shall be respected as individuals. I mean, we did a story, it was you and me that did the story, where, it, um, is it Greenland or... Yes. One of the Nordic countries, they were sterilising Indigenous population. Yeah, I remember that. To yeah. save money. Uh, and women had no idea. And actually it was really young women, like teenage girls. Exactly. They were. It was all done without their permission, in secret, and they lived with it for, eight years, uh, for years and years. And there were some women that were actually in pain and didn't know why. And yeah. Yeah. And the complications. Yeah, yes. yeah. That, that was... That was a terrible story. That was really bad. Yeah. But this, this, yeah. I had just no idea Japan yes. did that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really sad. It's very sad. I'm glad they've changed it though. Hey. Yes. Unfortunately, oh, I think India was debating about um, same-sex marriage, I think it was, and whether they would allow it. Unfortunately, this their Supreme Court, or if it was the Supreme Court, said... It wasn't a, a court issue. What? So, yeah, they said it was a political thing. So they needed to be, yeah, I don't know what it was, but basically they've denied it. So 
Yeah. That's ridiculous. They're just that sucks. Polit- politics is law, law and law legislation. Mm. Which mm. is court. Yeah. I don't really get it. Oh wow. So basically they're not they didn't approve same sex marriage. They did not approve, but I'm sure they will continue to fight, which gosh, sometimes when I think about the exhausting battles, yeah. Yeah. Or it's just lucky that people are so passionate that they're prepared to fight. Um mm. to advocate for those rights. Always gonna be that. Always gonna be that in the world. I had this other story, I just thought it was funny, but true. I'm kind of relevant. <laughs> that the title is Half of Women Wish They Didn't Have to Carry Handbags but Feel They Have No Choice. Oh yes. I I like that beautiful handbag because I like pretty things. Yes, me too. And I have stuff that I know where to put it, so I put it in my bag. But I would love to just walk freely without a bag. Right, I can. I feel very free when I don't have a handbag. Yeah, it's very freeing, right? Yeah. I miss my hand cream, but it's still very freeing. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, it says the story, oh, who's it? The Independent. This is the UK edition of The Independent. There's more than half are desperate for retailers and brands to offer women better options like they do with men. Now, this is the surprise for me. Because yeah. I don't think men had more options. I just thought they didn't carry as much stuff. Mm. So it's half of women wish they didn't have to carry a handbag with them, but have to because of a lack of pockets. Oh, the pocket situation. Yeah, the pocket situation. Nine in ten say most female clothing is completely impractical when it comes to storage. 45% are infuriated by fake pockets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually have seen that on clothes where, you know, it looks like it's got a pocket, but it's all... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not really. Drives me bonkers too. Drives me bonkers. Nearly six in ten of the 2,000 women polled admit they are envious of men's fashion because of the number of pockets they have. Mm-hmm. As a result, more than half are desperate for retailers and brands to offer women better options as they do with men. Mm. So guess who did the research? Okay. Guess who commissioned the research? Oh, okay, Cupid. Candy Crush. <laughs> I, was like, no, I heard you say okay, and I was like, I have it. Candy Crush. Yeah, Candy Crazy. Crush. Like, what? What Why? is Why? Yeah. Exactly. It's so strange. But they teamed up with designer Christian Cohen to create a pin on pocket, which can be fixed to any garment and is debuting in Paris Fashion Week. Oh. Don't know, maybe. Did you know? I mean, you probably do know, but jeans on women and jeans on men, if you measure the pocket size, women have smaller pockets. I didn't know that. What, the back pockets? The front pockets. The women's front pocket is smaller than a men's front pocket. It's like, what? Somebody's somebody's actually done the thing. I've seen it where they've gone women's jean pocket men's jean pocket it's like why did Honestly, you see why? this on tiktok i can't I don't, maybe <laughs> but, but the whole thing is ridiculous like i have coats that i wear like you know office business you know jackets that have the false pocket but not a proper like why not even to clip your badge on like how many dresses do i have to wear a lanyard because I don't have a pocket to even clip the stupid thing on. Yeah, and even 
it was it was so strange. We ordered for work, and the design for women and men different. And no. women like no, 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 one hundred percent. And the women's shirt was cinched at the waist, right? So it gives the figure. And okay, yeah, it's nice, I must say. But I'm just like, but why are there scrubs? You know what I mean? Like, and uh, so it's, we're all very different. I mean, in scrubs, you always have lots of pockets, but I'm just like, but why? <laughs> and I remember pointing it out to someone and they're like, well, I guess you can order a men's. And I'm like, but why should I have to? It's so anyway. It does seem a little ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, the whole pocket situation. Because sometimes you just want to go to the shops, right? You want to go to the shops. You don't want to carry your handbag. It's going to be 30 minutes right and you have to wear a bloody hoodie or something because most of the stuff that you have yeah. don't have enough pockets for you to fit everything your keys and your wallet and your phone yeah that's what you need <clears throat> and that's why i have a bum bag and i wear it and i only wear it dog walking because there's no i don't have anything with pockets <laughs> if i'm wearing if it's winter and i'm wearing my big winter coat there's pockets yeah. Yeah. but if it's summer I, yes. there's nothing that I can wear like I rely on like literally you know like women's you call them tights in Australia yes. you call them leggings yeah. active wear yeah they've started putting pockets in the in the legs and they've just gone nuts because women want one pockets yeah and I refuse to buy those without pockets now but there are still leggings tights whatever without pockets it's like mm. but why you need a pocket how can you just work out and you'd not have a pocket like that just seems mental to me i have a bum bag but i swear to god i put it somewhere and i don't know where it is now i bought it brand new oh brand new and then i remember i have a clean memory of going let's put it somewhere safe i don't know never seen it again oh goodness but yeah, yeah. um i wear a bum bag for that reason pockets like i just need more pockets I bought a um, for that reason because I was like, when I go on my walks, this is me off. I have to carry my whole house. Yeah, and I'll, and sometimes I have to walk around just with a tote, just to have some a bag to put my stuff in. So mm. annoying. So yes, please more pockets. And it says women aren't just talking about standard jeans and jackets. Forty one percent will love to frolic around in their frocks with their hands tucked away. Um, while coats, 40%, skirts, 34%, and shorts, 23%, wouldn't be ruined by adding a few more pouches for storage. Mm-hmm. It's true. And then it goes on with more stats about being able to keep your phone on you, like somewhere to put your phone. And they don't think it's fair that, that apparently men's clothes carry more compartments. Mm-hmm. And almost half feel men don't even find proper use for all of the pockets that they have. Bastards. I know. God, I, I figure before we get our pockets, I reckon they'll figure out how to put pockets in budgie smugglers. Before we get more pockets. Mm, yeah. I reckon. I think three men would have to complain that budgie, budgie smugglers don't have pockets and somebody will put it in. Yeah, I know. Well, here, here are 10 clothing items that women wish had more pockets. Trousers, jackets, dresses, mm. coats, skirts, jeans, shorts, bags. Well, yeah, actually pockets. Yeah. Blazers and jumpsuits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I wish there's more pockets. 
for sure mm-hmm. for sure 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 it's funny though that's pretty much all clothes right it, it is pretty much all clothes it's weird <laughs> listing them because it's, you could say all women's clothes all women's clothes yeah pretty much yeah i just thought that was quite funny that, that that's a story we want more pockets but it's true we do and the other thing i'd like if i have to carry a handbag is somewhere to put it in the car yes I think, honestly that's not inconvenient because somebody had like the seat like you pull up the seat and then you put it inside the seat but i'm just like bro first of all somebody could be sitting in the bloody seat and most of the time most of the time you put seat covers on so oh i don't but good yeah. point yeah i've always had seat covers in mind because i'm clumsy and i dropped it coffee and whatnot a number of times so you know that's not very convenient it isn't it isn't it isn't no anyway car makers get onto that handbag scenario Mm. we don't really want to be putting our handbag in the boot no no and actually mine generally sits on the floor next to my feet or in the back on the floor but it's very awkward and not Mm. very practical all right, we've got time for a quick, what would you do? Mm-hmm. So what would you do, Lena? So you're in, you've got a new colleague. They happen to be Muslim. Mm-hmm. And they're in a team meeting and they request a few minutes for daily prayer during work hours. <laughs> so they're asking for permission to do it, not in that meeting, but in, you know, this is what I'd like yeah. to be able to pray. And some team members express frustration and why do and why they would need to accommodate a religious practice. What would you do? Actually, our earlier story gave me the perfect example now because I'm just like, that's normal. We make contingencies for people because if a new mom comes back from work, uh, comes back to work, she has to pump, right? She might have to pump, she may not. But if she has to pump, then she gets the brakes to pump. And we do that. We've put it into practice where they, they get to pump and sure, sure as shit, that's going to take longer than some prayers. I have colleagues that I work, work with who've hurt themselves and for them, it's normal. They have to every hour get up and have a walk around because, you know, they their back can seize up and they can't be sitting in that one constant position. And we know it and we're like, yes, you should go for your walks to help you know, do that. So there is no difference. Yes, it's for a religious purpose, but, you know, that doesn't change. You know, we've had, I've had Christian colleagues who, when it's Ash something, Ash Wednesday, some, yeah, yeah or whatever, those amounts of, they, they insist on, and because I work in a hospital, there's usually a chapel, they insist on going, doing their prayers and whatever. There's no problem with that. You go do your prayers. Interesting. So, yeah. I just wonder how that plays out in the workplaces because I agree with you. And then I'm just thinking maybe the, somebody's got an issue that it's a religious thing. Yes. Because obviously yeah, breastfeeding, you've had a child, or these are things that affect everyone. Yeah. Unless you're a single woman that hasn't had children or, yeah. you know, or a man that doesn't have children, but it doesn't affect the man anyway. Yeah. So more, yeah, more and more organisations supporting those things. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Hmm. But yeah, the Muslim thing, I've never seen, like we have Muslim, I've worked with Muslim, we both work with Muslim, mm-hmm. someone who was Muslim practicing, and I don't recall them ever being yeah. during work time. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe they do it and they don't say they're doing it. I don't, I don't know. Possibly, yeah. But for me, Possibly. it's always about the fact that most countries, and I'm assuming our country too, we we celebrate religious freedom. True. We allow. Everybody's True. allowed to do it. True. Um, so, you know, you do have to be mindful of that. Yeah, and actually... The other thing, do you know, it made me think of people that argue that, that it's only a few minutes of break. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about people that have to go out for a cigarette break all the time? Yeah. That's not a necessity at all. <laughs> it's an addiction. So, I, yeah, you know, I just don't see any reason why you couldn't, that wouldn't be acceptable in any circumstances, given that, you know, people have cigarettes all the time. Yeah. But also I just remembered... You know, there's a lot of construction work happening near where I live mm-hmm. and a lot of tradies around and excavations in the roads and all sorts. And I've seen a uh, Muslim guy praying just on the floor. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of mat. Yes. And I've never seen that before, ever, anywhere. Mm. Like just, you know, a tradie there praying. I just thought it was cool, actually. Yeah, exactly. I just thought, how cool is that? But unusual to see because I've never seen it anywhere mm. but cool as well like that's you know that you know so diverse and respecting people's religions is not a problem that's happening and it's nobody seems to have a problem I didn't see any problems with it yeah, myself and didn't see anybody having a problem with it yeah I can't imagine I mean I can imagine somebody saying that it would be a problem but I think the majority of people would agree that you know it should well, you're a manager now. So what would you say if somebody came up to you and said, I don't think that's fair? No, I, they- I would list all of those things and explain to them. Because, yeah, some people have said, you know, oh, why is this different to that difference? And, and sometimes they just don't think about it in that perspective. They've only seen, oh, hey, this person is getting the exception. But then you list the other exceptions and they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and that we can't pick and choose what exceptions we like you know it's okay to do it for your health or it's okay to do it if you have a new baby but if it's a religion you can't do it it's like well we can't really do that mm. and <laughs> it's not encroaching in a, it's a reasonable amount of time right yeah exactly. it's not like going hours at a time yeah no 100 percent. so so yeah okay cool that was easy that one all right i think that's enough for today Yes, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Appetite. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I've got an appetite as well. Thank you very much for that wonderful chat and Lewis. Great stories. Mm-hmm. Interesting times we live in. Yes, indeed. Indeed. All right, one, one more episode. Mm. Yay. So we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. 
Feel free to email us stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!